Welcome to Zellhands Podcast, where we believe in the power of using the internet, software, and technology to achieve online business success. Go to zellhand.com and set up a consultation with our team. Tell us the problems holding your business back from increasing revenues, getting more clients, and being successful. Tell us your problems and we will take care of everything else for you. Go to zellhand.com to get your consultation with our team. Today, you are listening to episode 21 of Online Business Systems, where we will be looking at the topic, how to craft a UVP and CVP to attract the right clients and customers. Within marketing, the terms value proposition and customer value proposition are frequently used interchangeably. But some experts in the industry argue that there's a subtle difference between them, a difference that can determine whether a product or service succeeds or fails, or whether a product merely succeeds or becomes a roaring success. This quote was taken from an article by Crone titled Value Proposition versus Customer Value Proposition. We will continue with that article shortly. The idea is that we're going to be looking at this topic of value propositions and customer value propositions because we see it as an important part of every business's success. You should, when planning your website content, the copy for your ad, or even your branding and marketing messages, start with the value you bring to your customers. But what kind of value do you provide and how do you know if the value your business is providing is the value your ideal client or customer needs? Well, that is why we're here today. Let us continue with this article from Crone that will teach us more. It says here, that the article was written by Cam Merritt. It's titled Value Proposition versus Customer Value Proposition. It continues that the essence of marketing, and that's the subtitle or the subtopic actually. <laughs> it says here that the idea of value propositions lies at the very heart of marketing. In essence, marketing is about identifying needs in the marketplace and then meeting those needs either with existing products or services or with newly developed ones. But it isn't enough to simply have a product that serves a market need. People generally aren't going to find that product on their own. They need to be made aware of it. And that's where value propositions and customer value propositions come in. So the idea here is that just having a product isn't good enough. You need to have a way to communicate the value that a product brings to the client or customer in a quick, easy, and efficient way. And that's where the value proposition is going to come in. So now we have, a, we have an idea of why we need a value proposition. Let's look a little bit closer at value positions. It says here that prominent marketing writers Philip Cutler and Kevin Lane Keller provide a definition of value proposition that squares with most uses of the term. You see, the set of benefits that a product promises to deliver is really what most people term value proposition. Let's say, for example, you own a fast food restaurant. 
or fast food franchise, sorry. Your value proposition might include quick order fulfillment, consistent food quality, courteous service, and a convenient location. So that's your value proposition for your fast food franchise. Quick order fulfillment, consistent food quality, courteous service, and a convenient location. If you're a plumber, your value proposition might include 24-hour response times, service provided with minimal disruption to homeowners, and guaranteed workmanship. Key to understanding value propositions is the reality that a business can't be everything. You can't expect to have the highest quality and the lowest price. You have to decide what you offer that sets you apart. That's your value proposition. Coming down to reality, you can't be everything. We've said this over and over. In your business, you cannot try to sell or market to everyone. You can't try to be the solution for everyone because whenever you do that, you become the solution for no one. And this is exactly why you can't have a value proposition that says you do everything because then you do nothing. You have to speak to very specific needs. So for example, we're a plumber, you run businesses, we will come in after business hours. And we're going to go a little bit more deeply into this because the rest of the episode is going to help us draw a more distinct line between the value proposition and the customer value proposition. And when we look at those two terms in terms of how, <laughs> pun intended, right? In terms of how they influence a specific part of your marketing message and branding, it's going to help us to understand just why it's pretty much impossible to appeal to everyone. So let's continue. It says you can't expect to have the highest quality and lowest price. You have to decide what you offer that sets you apart. And that's your value proposition. It sets you apart. Focusing on the customer. The customer value proposition is more narrowly focused. And by that we mean more narrowly focused than just your value proposition. So let's re recap. It says here that your value proposition squares with most uses of the term, which is a set of benefits that a product promises to deliver. And it says here your customer value your customer value proposition, wow, I might start off to say CVP, is more narrowly focused. So just as your business can't be everything, it probably can't expect to appeal to everyone. So we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this now. Because we touched on it just recently, we never went too deeply, but we're going to look at it a bit more. It says here that as Pamela Hodadoff of Applied Product Marketing LLC explains it, the customer value proposition is the benefits your product promises to deliver to your target customers, the consumers you have identified as the ones you want to attract. Now, if the target customer for your restaurant is upscale families on the go, for example, then convenience will probably be more central to your customer value proposition than low prices. And for a plumber looking to sell services to businesses, quick response times and the ability to work during non-business hours might be a bigger part of the customer value proposition than rock bottom prices. And that's what I was touching on because the idea here is that your value proposition, unique or customer, it's going to help to differentiate your business from everyone else. They say the riches are in the niches. I don't know if I agree or disagree with that. But the reason why I bring it up is because the, the, the magic, well, it's not really magic, but 
the logic around using a niche to start your business is that you're appealing to a very specific um, sub audience or category. Well, let's use a sub audience, a very specific sub audience of a bigger audience. And because you're doing that, you're able to tailor very specific marketing messages that when these audience members or sub audience members come across that message, it speaks to them in such a in such a deep manner at such a core value that it's like they've found what they've been looking for. So ideally, it's important for us to understand that our value proposition, unique and customer, is supposed to be about separation, not about joining the whole. Right? It's supposed to be about standing out and being different and communicating the value that you bring that separates you from everyone else. Understanding the user. To devise an effective value proposition, you must understand the market. For an effective customer value proposition, you must understand who your target customers are and what they value. You must also understand what other options are out there and how your offerings compare to them. Haddadoff says it is on these kinds of issues where many companies fall down. They simply don't know who they're trying to sell to and what makes or could make their product more attractive. As a result, their advertising and promotion efforts may be misguided and their products may fail or fail to reach their full potential. So you see what's happening here now. The thing that I've noticed is that the line between, you know, coming into the episode, you know, we're coming in, we're starting to learn. The line between the value proposition and the customer value proposition, it seems so small. But the more you look into it, the more you realize that they aren't so similar. They aren't, they are unique differences. There's a distinct difference. So let us summarize everything we've learned. We have the value proposition and the customer value proposition. And just from the sound of things, we can tell that customer value proposition is a subcategory or a subset of the overall value proposition. So the value proposition is business-based. What does your business do different? For example, for your franchise, your French, your restaurant franchise, I'm going back to that example, your restaurant franchise could be quick order fulfillment, that's general, or consistent food quality, that's general, or courteous service, that's general. Even though it's general, it's more an overarching di differentiator because it differentiates the business from other businesses. We focus more on food quality than speed of getting your food. So it's not fast food, but it's good food fast. <laughs> Somebody should use that or maybe someone else. Has it, I don't know. And it's not about um, sitting and dining. It's about coming in, getting good food fast and leaving. Right. It's not about having your personal waiter but having a friendly customer service agent or, well, cashier, for example. And you don't have to go to an upscale location, but you get it at a convenient location. That's general for the restaurant. But when you look at the specific parts of parts of it now, for example, I'm going to use the actual restaurant. So we never have an example for a restaurant because we had an example for a plumber. Or we're going to use an example for a restaurant for the customer value proposition or a diner value proposition. What value do you bring to the diner? Well, we could say that we know that we're selling to upscale families. So price is not an issue. 
So we use the highest quality ingredients, fresh ingredients every day. Isn't that what's up with now? Chipotle says they use fresh ingredients every day. They say they do. All right. We can also say that we are working for, we're focused on health conscious people. So we're going to use whole grain instead of, um, what do they call white bread? They call it white bread, Jabez. <laughs> so they, we're going to use whole grain instead of white bread, for example, or white rice. And that's the, the specific part for your customer. This is who you're catering to, the specific customer or diner in this instant. What are you doing for that specific person that is going to separate you from other businesses? Remember, at the top, we looked at the convenient location and the customer service, general stuff for the restaurant. And then for the customer, we look at what exactly are you getting that separates us? You're getting uh, fresh ingredients and you're getting um, healthy ingredients. We're not focused on price so much, but you get good price. We're not, we're not um, competing on price, but you get a good price. And that's... That's the core of the episode, actually, guys. <laughs> the episode isn't even started properly, but that's what we're going to be diving a little bit more into as we go into this episode. For the bulk of this episode, we're going to look at the unique value proposition. And it's an article by Omniconvert. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful article. And we're just going to dive right in. It says here in business and marketing, the UVP or unique value proposition is a statement that clearly tells your potential customers how they will benefit from your offer, how your products or services will address their needs and solve their problems, and what makes your offer different from the competition. Wow, this sounds a lot like a CVP, doesn't it? And it sounds a lot like the value proposition. But here's the thing though, the term UVP is, used, is often used interchangeably with the term USP or unique selling proposition. It is placed on the homepage of a website, for example, to make it clear for potential customers how you can improve their situation and add value to their life and why they should buy from you. Unique value proposition is a form of brand messaging that helps you make your customers get in love with your company brand. All right. So unique value proposition is an intersection of what your customer needs and cares about your customer value proposition, what you really do well, your value proposition, and what your competition does really well. And I don't think there is competition value proposition. It would just be other companies, um, UVP and CVP, I suppose. But the, the chart right here is saying that the UVP is really the intersection of what your customer needs and care about. That's your CVP and what you really, and what you do really well, which is your um, value proposition. If you know how to find a profitable niche, choose the product to market online and how to build a website, well, find out that it is not enough. You can offer a high quality product, have a great site, and well, orders may be delayed. What to do? Let's think about that a little. What is the element that makes a business unique and or different from all the others on the market? Why should people buy from you and not from other competitors. Do you promise to give them specific gifts, benefits, or perks, as we call it? Advantages can include factors such as more ex a more extensive product range, customer service, high quality, best prices, and so on. 
In other words, you must make your business special in the eyes of your customers. You can do this by creating a unique selling proposition or that is interchangeably used with unique value proposition that you can then pass on to your target audience through sustained marketing. So it's not enough to, to have a good idea and set up a website. Who knew <laughs> the sarcasm in that comment, right? But you see, we're getting somewhere here because then you have everything right, but you still need to find a way to communicate that value to your website visitor is what we're really getting at. So what is a unique value proposition anyway? A unique value proposition is a phrase that briefly explains why the business you are proposing is unique. It gives potential customers a boost and at the same time, a reason to do business with you and not with other competitors. A good proposal can ease your marketing activity because it gives you a dominant position in a target market niche. When trying to find a proposal, put yourself in the place of the clients or customers or diners or users. Think about the presentation of products and services from the point of view of the one who will buy them. Something I'm not certain if, yeah man, we've done it before. <laughs> you heard the Jamaican come out just now, yeah man, anyway. We've done it before where we said that marketing for the customer and marketing to the customer. Marketing to the customer. And we're going to touch on this a little bit, just a bit in the next episode. Because in the next episode, we're going to look at the topic um, push marketing versus pull marketing. But the idea here that I'm bringing across is that marketing to the, to the customer. Uh, Seth Golden explained it. He's one of the best marketers in the entire world, Seth Golden is. And he says that marketing to the customer is what we see often. You're watching the TV, you're a 23-year-old young woman. Let's say that that's your demographic. But you see an advertisement for dentures for 60-year-old women. No, that's not marketing for you. It's marketing to you. But marketing for you is when you are a 25-year-old male and you want a girlfriend, you want to get married, you want to have a family, or maybe not, you just want to have a girlfriend, let's put it that way. And you get an advertisement for Axe body spray, for example, that says when you use it, you will actually get a girl. That's marketing for you because that is helping you. Marketing to you is more disruptive and is not very welcomed. And that's what is being done here. It says that when you want to craft your UVP, you should start with the customer, the user, the client, the person you're trying to serve. The moral of what I'm saying here is that whatever you do in business, so it should be customer-centric and even doubly so when you're marketing and the same for your website. It should be about serving the customer. You do that and lead with value and you will get the sale most times than not. And remember, you do not want all sales either. Think about the presentation of products and services from the point of view of the one who will buy them. Note what is really important to your customers. Find out why they would buy products and services from you and not from other competitors. The customer's interest is focused on what the product can do for them, how it can help them concretely, how they can make their life easier, or how they get rid of a certain discomfort. Try to identify the pain points and resolve them. That's very good. You're leading with value at this stage. You're identifying the problems that the customer is faced with or the client is faced with, and you are addressing them directly. 
Therefore, the key to success is to offer as many benefits as possible to counter the competitor's offer. But be careful, it's about benefits, not features. And it says, it gives a difference here. So I'm not even going to say it from my own um, memory. What is the difference between them? Benefits refer to benefits, sorry, for <laughs> benefits. Can we try this a third time? Benefits refer first of all to how the product brings more significant value in the eyes of the target customers. And features refer to the characteristic of the product, the mode of delivery, payment terms, etc. It gives an example. For example, a lifetime warranty on a product is a particular feature. The benefit is underlined and land the the benefit is underlined by the fact that the seller assumes all the risks of the transaction. This means that the potential customer does not consider any risk when buying a product. This is a benefit that must be highlighted. So benefit, right? Features what you see. Your your phone is has a 12 megapixel camera, six hours of battery life, four gigs of memory. All right. The feature the that's the, so those are the features, those are the specifics, the numbers, the data, the stats. The features, however, is excellent um, camera, camera, so you never miss a moment. That's a benefit because you you can now take high quality pictures on your smartphone. Uh, what did I say? Twelve megapixel, four gigs of RAM. You can do things faster, so your phone never lags. It's ready whenever you need it. That's another benefit and. I, I don't remember what the other feature I listed. The camera, or oh, the battery life, six hours of battery life. Uh, your phone never fails. It's always ready to go because the battery is so long lasting. So the features and benefits. And he, the reason why I bring this up, guys, uh, the reason why I've touched on this so detailedly, so detailedly is because when you're in a meeting, this is important. If you get anything from the episode beside, you know, the the core idea of propositions and everything. Understand this. First, understand that when you market or you do business, it should be customer-centered. And when you're in a meeting, for example, or you're making your Google ad or whatever ad or email marketing um, campaign or anything that you're doing in your business, you, you don't want to list only features. You want to list benefits and features. Because here's how it goes. When people are buying, they decide to buy emotionally. I love this car. I love the way the red looks. I love the way it sounds. I love the way the seat feels. I love the way the radio feels. Emotional. It feels, or I think, right? But when they decide to buy, by emotional thinking, they need a logical brain to come along and justify the purchase. So I love the car, how it looks, how it smells, how it feels, and how it handles on the road, for example. But I am buying for a more logical reason. It is fairly priced, high resale value, 100,000 kilometer warranty. I don't think anybody does that, but you get the idea. So it's a good buy for me, logically. And this is where features and benefits comes, come in. So your features now appeal to the logical side. Uh, the price, the resale value, the warranty, logical sense. And the benefits appeal to the emotional side of things. The benefits are no. Um, it feels comfortable. It looks good. It looks like me. It would be one of the best cars in the neighborhood. 
uh, my peers would view me as being wealthier, higher status, more women or men will look my direction, whatever the case may be, right? The conclusion is that good UVP, unique value proposition, should focus on the benefits of your offer, appeal to the emotional side, and use it in such a way to differentiate yourself from others. So what is the value, what the value proposition is not? Most business and marketing people you talk to admit that they know exactly what it is and how to define a value proposition. But in most cases, they say something that they think is a value proposition. Well, what I'm trying to say is that they support a wrong opinion. A value proposition is not a set of technical or jargon words or recital of qualifications or licensing status, claims relating to your character, a slogan of company tagline, product-focused or service-focused, or a rambling recital of your resume. Here's why. That's the logical side of things. All right? Remember that. Any trader can claim that he's a supplier who offers the best services, using phrases like, we are the fastest suppliers in the country. Do you think it's credible? I also do not think so. In fact, it's just an empty phrase and a promise without cover. Why do I say this? Because this is impossible to prove practically. What do you mean fastest? And even if this were true, would it really matter? Moreover, customers have heard such banal phrases. Proposals of this type do not help the business plans, and on the contrary, they endanger it. And the reason why I love this article so much is because it is so practical and straightforward about the point, but at the same time, it is so easy to understand. It's saying here that your qualifications and your experiences and everything like that, those aren't value propositions. And we explain why. It's just straight logical talk and it won't communicate with the emotional side of the customer and it's not focused on the customer. It's all about you, you, you and what you have done. But what can you do for the customer? We're going to go over it again. Whenever a customer or visitor comes to your website, they are asking a question. Who are you? What have you done for others like me? What can you do for me? And they might ask, what, have, what can you do? But they want, to, they want to know the three answers to who are you, what have you done for others like me, what can you do for me? You, you use that formula in everything that you do and you're perfectly fine. What the value proposition consists of. When formulating a unique value proposition, consider the following. Be unique to capture the reader's attention. Be difficult to copy or imitate. And we can look at some examples of this. For example, we say we deliver the package the next day from the order, or you do not have to pay the transport cost anymore. And this is almost like a guarantee as well, because we've looked at guarantees. Will you realize what effect this promise can have? If you can respect it, you will definitely place yourself above the competition. You will also resolve one of the pain points that most of the customers mention. And that's the magical part of things. You will also resolve one of the pain points that most of the customers mention. This is very different from saying we're the fastest deliver company. Because what does fast even mean? And does it really matter if you're three days fast and I want it in one day? You understand? But if you say to them, we do it the next day, and if we don't, we pay for the shipping, 
then this is very good because you're solving the pain point, having fast delivery, which the customer has. Let's see another unique proposal for sale coming from a company that sells burritos. We guarantee fresh and warm burrito at the door of your home in less than 40 minutes. That sounds good. Guys, I live in Jamaica. There's one Mexican restaurant and I love Mexican food. Love it. Absolutely love Mexican food. So having fresh burritos, fresh and warm burrito at my door in 40 minutes, I, I would appreciate that. <laughs> it says in this example, if you cannot deliver within 40 minutes, do not write this down. Therefore, a good sales proposal or a value proposal must be concise. One short sentence is enough. Try to fit it in one sentence. Clear means easy to understand. It's unique and made up of the most important benefit your business offers. Also, analyze the marketing potential that a unique value proposition has in relation to the profit obtained. For example, an expanded market niche can be accessed through an expensive and exclusive proposal. However, this does not guarantee that high profit will be obtained. Much more money can be obtained through a proposal that offers a discount on relatively cheap merchandise. Do not try to mix, mix them. Remember that a proposal is a tip. It offers assistance and a service. So what this is saying is that you can create a proposal, a unique value proposition that is expensive. So for example, you might put some condition that says that you will get X and X amount done in X amount of time or whatever the case may be. We're not going to go into specifics because I'd have to think up an idea. But you can access the market with an expensive proposition, but they're saying you should measure the return on the proposal compared to the cost. And what this is coming to is split testing. And I'm just going to go right there. What I've done on websites is I've split tested different value propositions. So the header, the first thing you see on the website is normally a value proposition. And we just see how different value propositions influence conversion rates on the website. And this is good for your marketing as well. So we're getting a lot of value from this episode. I like it when you come and you learn so much because then it's worth your time sitting with us for an hour to listen to our podcast. And I thank you for that, by the way, guys. Do not try to mix your proposal. Remember that the proposal is a tip. It offers assistance and services. Once you've got a compelling value proposition, a positioning statement, include it in all your ads. Make sure everyone is understood and respected. The proposal can be a core around which to build your entire business plans, success, fame, and well-being. If you do not formulate it properly, customers cannot see it. Whenever customers need a particular product or service, your proposal should come to mind. How to craft a powerful, unique value proposition. To, be to begin with, make a list of all the features of the product or service you offer. When you're done, resume each function from the client's point of view. What are the benefits? Make a list of the benefits of each feature. So remember, we looked at benefits and features recently. The value proposition must be focused on guaranteed benefits. So remove from the list the benefits that the competition offers. If you find that you still do not have enough benefits, try to add new features that will bring you benefits. And this is very good. Because you're realizing now that your value proposition is going to influence your product development. And which is which is why we're going to mention the book Purple Cow. I believe the book is Purple Cow 
or this is marketing it might also be both they're both books by seth godin is one of the one of the best marketers in the entire world he's one of the currently one of the best marketers in the world seth godin he has two books purple cow and this is marketing it might be both books that it's mentioned but it says it says in his book that marketing is not something that is done after the product is created marketing is done for the product for product creation and in ux design or user experience design what we tend to do is before we design the website we have a lot of research with users and potential potential users of the product that the software or the app and from that we design the product and it can also tell us which problems we need to solve and how the web or the app or the website should look or the software should interact and everything like that idea being is that your unique value proposition here is helping you build the right product or service for your customers which is absolutely amazing when you determine which is the most crucial benefit for the sale proposal ask yourself the following questions which benefits are most important to the client what benefits are hard to come by the competition? What benefits can be easily understood by target customers? Once you have clearly identified the benefits you want to use, start writing a unique value proposition. Sit down at the table and write the first draft. Write down what your business is all about. Point out the features and benefits. Get a sheet, guys, a blank sheet of paper on one side of the sheet, or you can split the sheet down the middle with a line. You put features, benefit, and for every feature you have, you write three corresponding benefits. Let's do this real quickly. Um, we're gonna get a product, let's say the product is a tablet, and one feature is a 12-inch screen, and the benefit for this would be bigger screen to do more all at once, watch movies on a bigger picture, um, <laughs> watch movies and videos, using a bigger screen higher definition screen makes your colors more vivid uh you can do more with a bigger screen for example i guess you can do a, a bit a lot better work at photo editing and digital art and the like and you use that to craft a feature or list of features that correspond to each benefit a list of benefits, sorry, that correspond to each feature. Well, I really fumbled that. So what you realize happen now is that you might have a list of 10 fe features, but from that list of 10 features, you have a corresponding list of 45 to 50 benefits. And what this does for you, it gives you flexibility in your marketing messages, and you just split test each of them to see which one the customer or user resonates with more. So after you write your first draft, you're going to discard the important things, the unimportant things, keep things until you discover the essence of the business, then conclude it all in one sentence. And that's where it comes in. So you're going to cut from 50 different benefits to craft your proposition. Crazy, right? But this is where it works because you're not cutting what you feel that like you're going to test everything. This may, We should do an episode on split testing. It is so wide and varied, or I think the best approach is to just mention it every time so you um, develop an understanding instead of just focusing on it because it's not complicated. It's literally saying that you want to find out what is best to do so you get a split test which gives that test. So let's say that you want to find out if red 
is a better color than blue for your landing page. You produce a landing page with red as the color and another landing page with blue as the color. It's the same landing page. It's just that across both versions, the only difference is that one is red, one is blue, because you want to know which color works best. And you send an amount of traffic to each web, um, each landing page, a thousand visitors each, for example, and the one that has the highest conversion rate, that is the one that is the better color to use. So now it's not because you like blue that you use blue, but because blue performed best when you do the split test. And because you're split testing every single thing on your landing page, every, over time you get to a place where you have the optimized version of your landing page, the absolute best version it could be. So you sit down at the table, you write the first draft, you discard the unimportant things, then you eliminate generalities and repetitive words. And that's point three or step three. Then step four, you exclude ambiguous, unclear sentences. And then step five, you focus only on the promises you can keep. And in step six, you review everything you've written and write the final form of the proposal. And then this is what goes to your split test. And then you repeat again and again and again until you find a perfect one. Because remember, it says that you can develop a UVP that is expensive, but it doesn't make sense if it doesn't bring in profits. And how do you know if it brings in profits? You have to test. The possibilities of creating a compelling value proposition, a positioning statement, are practically unlimited. It is better to adopt a proposal that addresses a market gap that you can fill with a product on offer. But be careful. It is counterproductive to take such a proposal if you cannot keep your word. The vast majority of entrepreneurs do not even have a single sale proposal. These companies do not always do very well, and their owners do not even suspect the real potential of their business. Do not repeat this mistake. Make a sale proposal as soon as possible. And we're saying sale proposal now, but remember at the start of this part of the episode, the section of the episode, we had said that the, the sale proposal and the value, proposal, value proposition, they're used interchangeably. So we, we, we had said that. So make a sale proposal as soon as possible. It must also be a unique selling proposition and something that differentiates you from others. Research or other companies in this field have exploited this unique value proposition. You can draw inspiration from them, but not from, but not copy from them. And I like this part because it is showing you where you should stand with your value proposition. Don't be the weird, the weird, um, the nail that sticks out. Don't be too weird. But at the same time, don't be too general. Learn from the competitors, learn from the customers, and be a little bit better than everyone else. Right? You're not going to be wild and outlandish and erratic and therefore miss the ideal customer. You're not going to be another me too business and therefore miss the ideal customer. A nice middle ground in between is where we're at. Don't make promises if you can't keep them or create big advertising strategies. Customers will immediately realize that the information in the sale proposal is not accurate and they will be disappointed. Moreover, they will never return and they might leave a bad review. Or do you prefer a credible company, which by any means try to tries to satisfy its customers? which has attractive prices and offers a guarantee. A marketing strategy that includes your, you know what would be a nice episode to do? I'm gonna have, I'm gonna put that on the list of things to do. Looking at different pricing models. 
that's going to be something good to look at. So we're going to look at that in the future, different pricing models for your business, pricing models and pricing strategies. Continuing, do you prefer or do you prefer a credible company which by any means tries to satisfy its customers, which has attractive prices and offers a guarantee? A marketing strategy that includes your unique value proposition can improve your awareness in a competitive space where attention span matters more and more. In the online environment, things happen similarly. A person who does not know anything about the business you're promoting enters the site or website, researches the characteristics of the products, and then compares them with other similar products, which he already knows. You have less than 10 seconds to capture the visitor's attention span. If they do not immediately find out what you're doing and how you can help them, they will leave the site shortly. Therefore, the sale proposal must be very clear and concise. Remember to include it in your marketing strategy. Very simple and straightforward. Your sale proposal does the selling and you have 10 seconds to grab and communicate. Grab the attention of your website visitor and communicate value. And it is in that time that your sale proposal will get the job done. Very quickly, I'd like to introduce myself <laughs> after much fanfare. I am your host today, Jabez Roberts, and I am also the founder and CEO of Zeland Systems Limited. I will be your guide for this episode of Online Business System. How would you like to increase your revenues by 10% to 30% over the next 12 months. While we increase your revenues, wouldn't it be awesome if we could increase your profits by 10% to 30% as well? Then, while we increase your revenues and profits, how about we take away all the stress, anxiety, and frustration of setting up and running a successful online version of your business? We'll keep it open 24-7. Manage and market your amazing new online business so that you never have to worry about getting your next lead, sale, or client again. Introducing the Zeland Online Business Suite, where we take your business online with a website that churns out more leads, more clients, and more sales for your business 24-7. Added to your conversion-optimized online business is a 12-month online marketing strategy to help your business reach its goals, whether it's more leads, more profits, or even to expand in the next 12 months. Managing, marketing, and helping to scale your online business is your team of website development experts, experienced online marketing professionals, and accomplished online business development strategists working for you 24-7 so you have more time to do the things you love and spend with the people you care about. Zellan Online Business Suite works for every business of every size and niche and was designed and engineered to help you and your business succeed. We're so confident we can help you that we're giving you a 30-minute online business success strategy session valued at $1,000 for free so that we can show you what your business needs to succeed online. During this session, you will meet with an online business strategist from our team to discuss the problems holding your business back from success, the fears you have around taking the next step forward, frustrations you feel will get in your next sale or client, and the goals you would like to achieve in the next 12 months. Your online business strategist will take everything from there in helping you set up a successful online version of your business that is fully managed, marketed, and secured by our team working for you. Visit onlinebusiness.zellhand.com 
To learn more or go to zelhan.com and schedule your free 30-minute online business success strategy session and our team will take care of the rest for you. Our first 10 signups will get the chance to save 10% on the entire year of their subscriptions. That's a minimum of $6,000 saved for the year and more than one month free. Set up a free consultation at zelhan.com to get started and claim one of 10 discounted spots. No obligation to buy. Just tell us where you're struggling and our team will show you what you need to change to be successful. That's like we're paying you $1,000 to sit down with us for 30 minutes so that we can help your business succeed and help you achieve your dream life. Visit onlinebusiness.zelhan.com to learn more or go to zelhan.com with the link in the description or show notes and schedule your free 30-minute online business success strategy session and our team will take care of the rest for you. Conditions apply. So we're going to be continuing looking at unique value proposition. And we're going to learn the nine best unique value proposition examples. I don't think they're the best, but they're really good. It says here that brand messaging. So this is still an Omniconvert's article. It's very good. It's very detailed, very helpful. Lists of wonderful examples. Brand messaging represents how the value proposition and terminology is used on your content. It is what makes buyers connect to a brand by motivating them, persuading them, inspiring them, and ultimately making them want to buy your merchandise. So here are some examples of UVPs. Walmart, save money, live better. That's Walmart's unique value proposition. Save money, live better. Walmart. Domino's Pizza. A hot pizza delivered in less than 30 minutes, 30 minutes, or it's free. M&M's, melt in your mouth, not in your hand. Carrefour, C-A-R-R-E-F-O-U-R. Carrefour, is that what it is? I hope so. Everything under the same roof. I did not know about this business. FedEx, when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. Hyundai. Right now, buy any new Hyundai. And if in the next year you lose your income, we let you return it. That's actually pretty good. That is actually pretty good. That takes away a lot of stress from um, someone getting a car. Visa, it's everywhere you want to be. That's nice. iPod, a thousand songs in your pocket. That right there made a hundred billion. Yeah, it was a lot of money that they made from that. Um, UVP, a hundred a thousand songs in your pocket. It was actually this brilliant, mind you guys. Airbnb, welcome home. Rent unique accommodations from local hosts in more than 190 countries. So how do you test your value proposition? You see, we discussed this a little bit earlier. So we're gonna get into it. I didn't even know the article ad split testing because I glossed over it. <laughs> how to test your value proposition? A B testing. The best way to test your value proposition is to craft two candidates. Or if you have tons of traffic, you can craft more candidates and split test them. Ideally, pick the most accurate results and measure sales conversions for them. If you And you don't have to measure sales. It can be lead generation, clicks on a certain button. You can split test anything, really. If you encounter problems in doing this, lead counts or even click-throughs will do what I just said. A-B testing is a digital marketing, growth marketing strategy 
that helps in improving the conversion rates and is used by all important players. Trust me, all of them. It says that whatever gets measured gets optimized. Right? So if you start measuring your income, you start to make more money. If you start measuring how much gas you use on your journey, you start to save more gas. That's just how it works. So if you measure how much, how well your, your campaigns perform by split testing, they, they get better. This type of testing is one of the most efficient and fast ways to increase the number of conversions. A-B test is a process by which you send two different variants of an email to different groups of subscribers. It is important to remember that each group must receive only one variant of the email, not both, and they must be sent the same day at the same time. Then, track customer reactions and determine which variant has aroused the opinions that help you meet the proposed goals. By testing A-B, you will learn a lot about your site visitors and the type of content they respond to best. So there's a lot to learn about split testing. You can also use PPC ads such as Google or Facebook because it's the cheapest way and fastest way to do this. Use split test ads with different value propositions that target the same customer and look after the ad with a higher seat. So you look for the ad with the highest click-through rate or CTR. It doesn't necessarily mean higher sales conversions, but the one that gets you the most clicks when they go on your ad. And after this, you can send the traffic and the test conversions to a corresponding landing page. Advertising strategies can help you narrow your search to the main value proposition you can consider to use. You can involve your customers in finding the right slogan, UVP, via social media. So how do you find your unique value proposition? Well, first you build your reputation. You all, so that's the first step. The second step is always conduct and refine target audience research. So always keep looking for customers and where you can and figure out how you can find your customers and defining your customers in demographics and location and interests and all that good stuff. And three, try to adapt to your buyer's personalities or buyer persona. Step four, we're good. Uh, we haven't done an episode on the buyer persona. So that is also something we should look at in the future. Try to describe, step four, try to describe what your company doesn't do. Step five, you must know what your brand's purpose is. And step six, use clear and direct facts. Step seven, test your value proposition with current and future clients. Step eight, try to be yourself. You must know According to step nine, you must know what problem you solve for your current and future customers. And step 10, try to be consistent about it. And that's how you find your UVP. I'd like to thank you for listening to episode 21 of Online Business Systems on Zellhand's podcast, brought to you by Zellhand. I'd like to thank you for listening to episode 21 of Online Business Systems on Zellhand's podcast, brought to you by Zellhand Systems Limited and our online business suite, where we believe in using the power of the internet, software, and technology to make it easier to start, run, and build a successful business. Your optimized online business comes with a conversion-optimized online version of your business from our expert development team, a strategic and systematic online marketing system for short and long-term success, and a team of certified and experienced developers, marketers, website security specialists, and business strategists that are working 24-7 to ensure your business succeed. 
Get started with our micro plan that comes complete with website developers, UI UX designers, email marketers, SEO specialists, premium hosting, and website security, your personal account manager, a business development strategist, and a PPC campaign from Facebook. Our micro plan starts at $5,000 per month, or less than $165 per day, or less than $7 per hour. Our first 10 clients will get a 10% discount each month, totaling $6,000 saved for the year. Go to onlinebusiness.zelhan.com and set up a free consultation to get your 10% discount. Remember to share our episodes with your friends and family who you think will find this episode and others helpful. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube or where you listen to your podcasts to get notified when we bring more amazing content tailored for your online business success. Visit podcast.zelhan.com for a complete list of our podcast episodes. You can also visit watch.zelhan.com or our YouTube channel to watch our most recent content. Most importantly, earn up to $500 in commission for each client referred to us by signing up to become an affiliate at affiliates.zelhan.com. You can find all the resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes or episode description if you're listening on YouTube. On the next episode of Online Business Systems, we will discuss pull marketing versus push marketing. This has been episode 21 of Online Business Systems, brought to you by Zelhan's podcast. I've been your host, J.B.S. Roberts. Take care. Until next time.